0: recording now all right do you want to start or should i with the intro uh you start it all right welcome to back back whatever a podcast i'm taylor i'm jacob
1: Is a wonderful high of the Howie episode, uh, which we had a super fun time making with uh, Melanie and, me- Melanie, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me, Melissa, Melly, and Medina, uh, and we have um, over 1,400 listeners, which is really shocking to say, like that doesn't like sound realistic, and i Still convinced there's a bot that listened to a lot of Howie episodes because like 1400 just like blows my mind,
0: yeah. Because we usually have like 200 or something, right?
1: It's like an average of like anywhere from like two to 400, it really is. Like, so we, we have definitely exceeded that significantly. Um, which of course, you know, thanks. Thanks to Melly, who uh, definitely marketed our video or video, our podcast, and you know kept promoting it, which was awesome um, and really huge, 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 huge news. Not to jump in so quickly, but um, Howie's sister Pollyanna listened to our podcast. So if you're listening, Pollyanna, hello and thank you.
0: Where you say thank you, Jacob? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, thank you.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, she. So about like a few weeks ago, um, we got. Do you, you want to tell the news or should I?
0: Uh, you can do it.
1: Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, um. Melly tells me that, you know, she was thinking, like, you know, Pollyanna has an album coming out, you know, maybe we can ask her to be in the podcast episode, and I was, like, in a podcast episode, and I was, like, you know, in my head, I was, like, yeah, in my wildest dreams, like, that would never happen, you know, I could barely get Aaron Carter on our podcast, let alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pollyanna, you know, so, uh, and I mean... That's a whole other story, but we will touch on Aaron Carter, even though it is not in the group related. Um, But anyway, so then um, I see on our group page, and then you message me. So you message me saying, hey – Molly's sister just messaged our podcast page and she gave us her phone number and then I had to fight you over who was going to reply to her first and you like a polite person allowed me like a not polite person to do it Mm -hmm. so I thank you and Mm -hmm. then I replied to her and um, yeah and then I asked her if she wanted to do the podcast to talk about her album that just came out and she said
0: yes Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she knows that this isn't like one of those, um, this is what I was thinking about earlier when I, it took me so long to respond with a thank you. Cause I was thinking about this. I just hope she knows that this isn't one of those podcasts where it's like, we'd like to think our sponsors type things. It's more of like a waiting for a cease and desist at any moment type of podcast. No, i feel like we'll still be a um cease and desist podcast <laughs> even after it yeah i mean really any day now
1: yeah any day i did just get some solid advice that i should think before i post on twitter so while not the same as a cease and desist definitely uh things that you're putting up on social media should probably stop So, also that.
0: I'm not going
1: to, though, but, you know, it was good advice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: What, besides our infamous podcast listeners, uh, what else is going on in your world?
0: In mine? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not a whole lot. I'm furloughed. And uh, I'm working on some animation stuff, actually, for my buddy. First part, that sucks. Sorry about that. Yeah. Second
1: part, sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Yeah. It's stuff that I kind of haven't really done before, but... Which is fine, because I'm not getting paid for it, so whatever. Are you back in the city? Yep, I'm in Chicago now.
1: Ah. yeah. Um, well, welcome back. Thank you. Yes. Um, there are some brief Backstreet Boy updates before we dive into the reason why everybody's listening, which I didn't even talk about because right. I'm on my Howie episode high. Sure. Um, our episode, we are reviewing the Never Gone episode, episode. I, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Uh, the Never Gone album. That is what we're reviewing. Super excited. Um, few updates in the Backstreet Boys world. Uh, we are no longer the only Backstreet Boys podcast. The Backstreet Boys themselves now have a podcast called All I Have to Give. Hmm. I'd like to mention, I wonder if they thought about Backstreet's back and then looked it up, and found out about our podcast and realized it was taken. So they went with another
0: song. Maybe. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that will lead to our cease and desist. Oh, hopefully. That would be Uh, cool. Fingers crossed. That would be really cool. Mm, yes
1: I haven't heard it I haven't listened to it yet It. Um, I think they're doing a podcast episode Once a month uh, So I am going to hear it And we will talk about my thoughts On their podcast uh, In the next episode And see who's is better I still think it's ours
0: Oh yeah And I can also listen to it too <laughs> <laughs> You're like wow i had at it um, And segue Another podcast
1: which is with AJ and Cheryl Burke, who is segue to next update, uh, AJ's dance partner on dancing with the stars. Mm. And that just debuted last night. So he's on that show for this season. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a jive dance and, um, was like in middle ranks, So it wasn't like the best and it wasn't the worst. Mm. Uh, but he definitely got, um, some good scores, so I thought he did pretty good, and I'm excited to see um, where where it goes this season. And I hope he wins. Um, there's some really good competition. Also, Carol Baskin is on this season too. Oh wow! So just for that reason alone, you should really check it out.
0: Yeah, maybe. That's my stuff. Um,
1: and then the last brief update is. Um, that uh, last week it was Brian and Leanne's 20th wedding anniversary. Nice So yeah Muzzles to them. those are all my updates. nice. I do want to um, do a quick shout out. Um, you know how every episode I'm trying to talk about like international fans and stuff sure this week. We had fans from Kenya, Ecuador, Trinidad and Tobago, and Mozambique. So I thought that was super awesome. And uh, hello to all of our internal international fans listening. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, so that's yeah. so. Who's listening? Um. So I mean, some of them, yeah. Not that... all of the listeners, but some of them. Or is it yeah. no? Or is that part of the um? perfect fan no that's like our podcast
1: those are the people who are
0: listening oh okay nice yeah what's going on with uh, perfect fan though
1: on The Perfect Fan in the last couple weeks because I've gotten so busy with all my kids' birthdays and birthday parties. But now, after the last couple days, I'm finally getting back into the swing of things. Um, I did post that there is also in the podcast universe there is a YouTube podcast um, with a bunch of uh, fangirls and I just want to make sure I get the name right I watched their YouTube episode oh I want to say like last week I think it was out last week and of course I'm gonna mess it up terribly I hold on one second it's Fangirls Night Out, so they just did uh, their first episode on YouTube about, um, and it's like four. It's called Four Professional Fangirls Sipping Cocktails, Spilling Tea, and Swooning Over Their Favorite Boy Bands. Uh, Backstreet Boys obviously being the main one. So um, I watched it and I and I posted this on the Perfect Fan website, but it was really good. It was very like very professionally well done, and it felt like I was watching like an e-show, like a show on the network e, yeah. so it was pretty good, follow the page, watch their YouTube, um, stay up to date, uh, there's some really fun stuff, so that uh, that's like in the perfect fan uh, realm, and then I did an interview with, um, oh my goodness, I am horrible tonight, like my memory is just like not here. I apologize. Um, I did an interview um, with what happens on the back street, and that should be out in a couple weeks or in a week or two. Talking about our podcast and the perfect fan and all projects out in the universe. So yeah,
0: nice.
1: Yeah, nice. that that's. Uh, I think those are all my updates. Cool yeah all right are you ready to dive in to never God
0: I am. all right
1: what is your uh, rating scale by the way I'm curious
0: uh, I just oh what? I put one to four at the top of my thing okay mine's one to five so i would remember and i'm gonna try to make that the main thing for the rest of the (laughs) you are you are not i am oh that you're gonna do one to four yeah for every other one after this (laughs) okay just so there's consistency
1: So, Never Gone is their fifth studio album. Uh, it is the last album that Kevin did before leaving the group for, four, for six years. Um, so, this album came out in 2005, to be exact June fourteenth, two 2005. And it debuted at number three, uh, which was um, starting to become, like, the decline of their um, super fame. Like, they just, like, so they had their U.S. debut album. They had uh, Millennium, which, like, just jump-started them into, like, boy band fame. Then Black & Blue came out after that, and they're, like, the highest of the highest, highest super fame ever. And then after Black & Blue came this album after a couple years later of Never Gone, and this album, while it still did well, it sold 3 million albums, um, starts to become uh, the decline of the Backstreet Boy fame high. So you start seeing that in this album, just to kind of give you some of the context mm. of where they're at in their career at this point in
0: time. Okay. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> how shortly after the that album came out did... Uh, kevin leave he left
1: so the album came out in uh 2005 and then he left a year later in 2006 so i think it was they had three they had three videos out and then i believe after the third video is when he departed from the group because he was he was in all the singles for all the uh, songs in that album
0: and then between the last single being released and, the, and him leaving, was there any material that they had been working on together before he left? Before he left? Yeah.
1: Um, I know it was just never gone, but I don't, I don't know what he worked on other than that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first single, uh, so the first track, which was also the first single off of their album, was Incomplete. Uh, you go ahead and start with your rating, and I'll do my review after yours.
0: Okay. So I actually listened to this album probably two times, two to three times for the last like three days or four days. Okay. Um, yeah. So this one, Incomplete. I wrote it was it has a very somber kind of like Coldplay uh feel to it. Okay. And kind of also maybe like that um that song Mad World from that uh Donnie Darko movie. Yeah. And then I love that song. And there're also some similarities to like Evanescence. Do you remember that band?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Breathe Me to Life bring
0: me to life yeah i think so they were kind of like a female uh lincoln park
1: yes no, i totally remember evanescence for sure and uh i agree it has a very dark somber um emotional
0: tone to it yeah it's kind of like a like a ominous lullaby almost oh okay um i liked it a lot i gave it a four rating is one to four, right? Yeah, one to four. Nice.
1: Um, I, so I, this is actually my all-time favorite Backstreet Boys song out Mm. of their whole discography. Like, it's my all-time favorite song of theirs. Um, I love it. I feel like, um, the piano intro is beautiful. Overall, this, um, and it's mentioned, too, uh, when it talks about the album. But this album uses a lot of, um, like, instruments in there. It's not as synthesized. Yeah. Um, and I know we'll get into the whole, like, album as a whole. But this is kind of, like, starts and kicks off what is a lot of, of more, like, variety of instruments, which makes the songs really beautiful. This is no exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the piano intro is beautiful. It's just vocally emotionally raw like I feel like the passion and the emotion in it um it's just like when I hear this song like everything just shuts down um and it just I love it so much um of course you know I gave it a 10 out of 5 so (laughs) that's how much I love it um and there is which I'm looking up right now there is a rock version um, similar to Evanescence, just like you talked about, Jacob. Um, if you get a chance, listeners, as well as Jacob, please Google Exit Eden Incomplete, the Backstreet Boys cover. You will not be disappointed. It is very Evanescence version of the song, and it's so good, and the band is also amazing. Nice. So Exit Eden Incomplete, definitely Google it after you hear this episode.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, next, uh, track two, just, uh, want you to know. Um, so this one was a big shift from the last song, from the first song that we did, uh, just now. This one was kind of like, um, very upbeat, very catchy, and made me kind of think of the Call Me Maybe, Carly Rae Jepsen okay. song. So, yeah. Um, I gave it a four. I really liked it. It was good. Okay. This was the one, I don't remember if you watched the music video, uh, where they're all
1: that rock hair band from the 80s.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like uh, a long time ago. Yes. This is the song to that video. Yeah. You told me about this like probably like after like the first couple episodes.
1: Yeah. Very early on. I was like, here,
0: watch this video. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I think just, like, it's super catchy. It, the music video is, is totally fun. Uh, th- that music video is probably one of my top three favorite videos of the Backstreet Boys. I love it a lot. Mm. Um, this song is definitely um, where Nick is vocally front and center. Like, this is his song. Like, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's his song. And when he um, was in all, the All-American Tour... Um, he sang this song as a solo on his solo tour, so yes. it definitely is, like, you could tell it's a song that he picked, he loved, he, you know, vocally is very good at it, it's very rocky, you know, like, but, like, Nick Carter rock, not, like, hard rock, right. um, so I gave it, I gave it a five, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, track number three, Crawling
0: Back to You. So this was kind of like a more country sounding, uh, song, which I kind of guess was probably more AJ vocals for yeah, this Yeah, I'd probably say like Brian, but oh, yeah, Brian okay. and AJ for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote, it kind of sounds like the theme music for a Mexican soap opera. So like a kind of little oh, little. a telenovela, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. It's, yeah, well, regardless <laughs> of what regardless of what they're called, the song still <laughs> sounded very over dramatic. <laughs> I thought the chorus was beautiful. Um, you
1: know, I, I like it, but it's I'm not in love with it. Uh, yeah. So I I gave it a four. What did you give it?
0: I gave it a three point five
1: all right yeah. uh, supposedly it's one of their singles from this album but there's no music video I could find anywhere so I'm like well was it going to be a single and then Kevin just ditched the group and then they didn't go forward with it mm-hmm. I, that's my speculation but uh, supposedly there's a it's a single but I didn't see a video for it so that's where we're at track number four Weird World
0: so, this song, another upbeat song, kind of made me think of like John Mayer. and I had oh, John Mayer. And it had kind of like a daydreamy like, aspect to it, I felt like. Uh-huh. Um, and I wrote it, uh, has the uplifting personality of a Macy Gray song.
1: Okay, that's so unique, I love it.
0: <laughs> Um, and I liked it too. I gave it a four. Okay. Um, I, um,
1: so this was, so this song has a special place in my heart because it's one of, is actually John's favorite back to boys song. Hmm. So I like have a special place for this song. Um, I love, I thought Nick's vocals were amazing. Uh, I, I thought they were really good. I felt like, uh, this song, kind of similar with another song that we'll talk about, had a little bit of storytelling to it, and I, I feel like this album has a little bit more storytelling than an album's past, mm. uh, so I kind of appreciated that overall, um, and I like the little chorus where they're like, hey, 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 uh, you know, like, I like that, so it's just really catchy, so I, I gave it a five.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, Track number five, I still. Um, so this one again starts out kind of ominous, but then it kind of gets back into kind of like a country sounding, more upbeat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This one didn't stick out as much to me. Um, I mean, it was okay, but. Wasn't really my thing. I gave it a. Uh, I gave it a two. Oh, you gave it a two? Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, I okay. I still love it. <laughs> um, no, I. Th- I thought it was a great hit. Um, I thought it was emotional and the tempo was great. Um, the video itself reminded me of Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. Um, the video is like kind of like gray, grayish, um... it it reminded me very, very much of, like, Show Me the Mean to Be Lonely, so, um, I gave it a four, I really liked it a lot, um, and uh, again, like, it reminds me of, that song reminds me of, uh, X, you know, so I, like, I have that emotional connection to it, and this whole album, uh, when it first came out, uh, was around the time of, like, a big breakup, so it definitely has some emotional connections to it too but um i liked it i gave it a four
0: uh track number six poster girl um another country sounding song but lyrically pretty intriguing i liked kind of like the story that they were like painting a picture of like this specific person or maybe yeah do you think this person that they were describing in this song is real or some type of like hybrid or like I think
1: it's a hybrid because
0: none of them wrote this song. Okay. So I, I don't
1: feel like it was about anyone in
0: particular. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean it's it's I mean songs where it just describes people and just like how crazy they are is pretty fun, you know. Uh yeah. Oh. What would you rate it? Um I gave it a 3.
1: You know it's catchy, but I often skip the song. It's not again like not one of my
0: favorites so, in this album. It's it wasn't. One of my, it wasn't my, my favorite right away. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't one of my favorites right away either. Yeah. But then like I listened to it a couple more times and then it kind of grew on me. I think originally I probably would have given it like a two. Yeah. But it grew on me it's a little not bit. That
1: album first came out but now i don't really care for it so much it's fine
0: yeah
1: it's not bad it's just for me it's fine um i thought it was a cute song it's it's definitely aj's song he takes the lead um and is consistent but you know i didn't feel like vocally he stood out but i was like yeah it's just like where aj leads uh a lot um but i thought it was okay so but just not in love with it so yeah i gave it i gave it a
0: three nice uh track 7 lose it all um so i put that the first that first verse reminds me of um that song uh we are young by that band fun okay um i put the harmonies great music is great it has like a really heavy part that almost kind of like makes me think of like creed okay do you know what part i'm talking about For Lose It All. Okay.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying for which Creed song? Just in general. It just sounds sounds like
0: Creed. Creed? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, it just has like a really like epic kind of like Creed sound. Like just like, I don't know, just like all the, just how I feel like that band encompasses like a certain sound. Like that's what they're kind of like getting at in this song. On this one part. In the song.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go back and listen to it because now that you said that I'm like, I wanna listen to it and see what part reminds me of
0: Creed. Yeah. So I
1: might give it another listen.
0: I gave that one a five. Really? So this one already is my favorite song. Lose
1: it all? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright. Um, interesting. Uh I, I put it to solid it's a solid ballad for sure for me it's a little sleepy um but i agree like you know vocally that harmonies are really good um now i want to go back to listen to it because you mentioned that part with Creed. uh for me you know i just gave it a 3.5 it wasn't one of my top favorites um but that that's where i'm at nice
0: uh
1: track number eight climbing the walls uh
0: this song got a one I didn't even listen to the whole thing. <laughs> do you know the Do you know the first, uh, the first lines of the song? Well, now I can look it up. Look it up and then read them. Just reading like the first three lines. Okay. It says, Close your eyes, make a wish. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. That's it. <laughs> You're like done. That is so bad. Aww. That is so trite and awful. That song out of one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you no, know, but that's just how I felt about it.
1: kept getting stuck in my head after the song was over. And then there was a part uh, that Howie had a snippet in, in the song. And I really, sorry. Ooh, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, for me, I, I gave it a four.
0: Okay.
1: Um. All right, well, we you know how you feel about that one. So there's that. Um, track number nine, My Beautiful Woman.
0: So now we actually got to... My favorite song. Oh wow. <laughs> so originally I gave it a five, but uh but then I changed it to a seven. I really like this song. Really? Oh my oh, yeah. goodness. Well tell me what you like about it. Uh it's just like it's like I don't know. It's just so good. Like, I would love to see this song live. Did they ever perform this one live?
1: You know what? I uh, did not go to the Never Gone tour, and I wish I did. Mm. Um, so I've never gotten to hear it live.
0: Yeah, this would be definitely... Uh,
1: I'll look YouTube and see if they did it live.
0: This would definitely be a great song to see live.
1: I'm going to find a YouTube video and send it to you if they
0: did. But, but yeah. I love okay. that song. I love that song so much. Oh.
1: <laughs> I love hearing you say that.
0: <laughs> um, um What do you, Yeah. What did you think? What did you get it?
1: Yes, they have done it live and I will gladly send it to you. Awesome. Um There's two of them, so there.
0: Nice
1: um, I, okay, so originally, before I heard the song, like, reheard it again, I was thinking I was gonna give it, like, a two or a three, um, like, I I just, like, didn't, I don't know why, but, like, before I was listening to the song, like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna like it that much, and oftentimes, I skip it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but then, when I put it back on, I was like, oh, I really like this song, like, I forgot how much I liked it, like, just the tempo and the vocal collaboration between Nick and AJ I thought was really good. And so I, I gave it a four and a half. I really was like, oh, I forgot how much I love this song. Like, it's really good. It's so good. I gave it a four and a half, and I thought the chorus was great. It was just very catchy, very poppy, um, very different from like the rest of how the songs are
0: in the album. And I thought it was really well done it has a lot of layers, great layers to it.
1: Yeah, it really does. It, it's it's really awesome to yeah, I thought they did a really awesome job, uh, the producers and, and vocally how they put that all together.
0: Yeah. Um, Alright. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Track number 10, Yo.
1: Safest Place to Hide. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have, I already know we're going to have very different opinions on this song, but please,
0: please go on. Um, I forgot that I wrote this on Sunday. Because uh, originally we were supposed to record on Sunday, and now it's, what is today? Tuesday? Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Wait,
1: hold on. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh my god, I thought it was Wednesday, and it's only
0: Tuesday. Oh, I thought it was Jesus Wednesday, Christ. too. Um. Man. Well, thank God it's anyway. Thank God it's Tuesday and not Wednesday Otherwise, that'd be awful <laughs> I don't know oh, why Oh no, we'd
1: be closer to the weekend
0: Yeah um, Man, this is rough But anyway, so I wrote this <laughs> I wrote this on Sunday Just looking at it now I forgot that I wrote this But For the safest place to hide, I wrote It's fine and then I wrote, I hate this song. Oh my god. <laughs> so I gave it a I gave it a one. This does a bitch. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> well, clearly this is where our tastes are gonna differ. Um I gave it an eight. Um that's right, out of my one to five, I gave it an eight and you know what? i can't wait to tell you why i gave it an eight so you'll feel like a real jackass okay so um so my caption i put in here was i'm not crying you're crying because this was the very very first song that I ever heard live Mm. that I literally cried to. Now, you're probably thinking because of how awful it is is what you're thinking, but no. Um, The first time I heard this song live was when uh, we did the European Cruise, Jamie and I, and they had, like, their concert where they did, like, uh, acoustic, and it was amazing. Mm. And I had gone from... I had gone from... uh, Planning my dad's memorial service over the weekend, and then once that memorial service ended, uh, then I, the next day I had to pack and fly to Europe for this cruise. Like oh. so it was already an emotionally like crazy week. Sure. Um now mind you, like just to, for our listeners out there, like my dad passed when he was thirteen, but it would have been his ninetieth birthday, so we did a art show memorial for him. So it had been many, many, many years afterwards that uh that we did this. So it wasn't like he just passed at mm. that time. Just for the context. But anyway, so we're flying, we did this memorial thing, then we fly out to Europe, and I'm exhausted, and I'm tired, and um, we're, you know, on this cruise, and finally we get to sit down and relax after, like, so much busy time, and then, like, uh, they start performing some songs, and then this one came on, and when they were singing it, like, it was so emotionally beautiful. I physically cried, like, I, I, like, I cried, and I didn't even know I was about to cry, like, that's how, like, tears just started coming, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is happening, what's happening to my body, why are these tears coming out of my eyes, and, um, and it was, then Jamie turns and looks over to me, she's like, are are you crying, and then I start like, bawling, and I'm like, I just love them so much, and I started crying, and it was so emotional. I like I had goosebumps like hearing this song. Like AJ's vocals were amazing, and then there was this one moment where Kevin had his solo. It was like his only one solo on the album, which I'm so pissed about. Mm. And then he started to do the solo, and then his voice cracked because he was about to cry. Because like they had just reunited a couple years like into reuniting, so he was all like emotional about it and happy. Mm. And then he started to cry, and then I cried more. And it was just a lot of crying. So I have many, many happy feels with this song. Uh, so that's why I gave it a name. But yeah. So clearly we have two very different versions of this song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh,
1: in caps, why wasn't Kevin featured more in this album with five exclamation points?
0: Well, uh, we'll don't worry, we're going to edit all that out anyway.
1: Siberia.
0: This song could have got a really good score. But the chorus it was just like, I don't know. Not, it was just wasn't good enough. But the rest of the song I loved. I really liked it a lot. Oh, good. Okay, something um, we'll see eye to eye on. What'd you rate it? If it wasn't, if they just didn't have that uh, Siberia rhyming with mysterious like if they hadn't had that i probably would have given this song a 4 okay but because of that it just dropped it down to a 2.5 oh no yeah if it didn't have that it, it probably would have been fine oh, um but yeah just
1: we do an album rating. I will also be aligned with your rating scale because mm. there might be some viewers that might be totally thrown off with my rating versus your rating. Sure. So I was like, you know what? Next time, I will also join you in the one to four scale. Oh. That was my sidebar. Yeah.
0: Um, um, oh, and then I was going to say, I because what I love about the song, my favorite part of the song, is that it has. It sounds like a sample, and. It almost sounds like a sample that's similar to the sample for that uh, "Shimmy Shimmy Ah" by ODB from the Wu Tang.
1: What? No way!
0: It it sounds like the keys sound very similar. Alright, well I'm
1: gonna have to go
0: check that out. I don't think it is the same sample at all, but it sounds very similar to it. Uh, okay. But that's that's the one part I really like, and then it changes once they bring in like I think the strings. I think, does Nick have the first line? Um, I think it's Brian, but I, I, I'm going to feel really horrible if I get that wrong. Right before either Nick or Brian starts singing, it, it goes from just having the beat to just having the beat, but also like strings that change the sound of the song completely. It's really, I really liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, the use of the instruments in this album, I think was a really, really smart touch. Um, I thought the vocal arrangement for this song was great. Again, uh, I thought it had it did a great job of some beautiful storytelling. Um, and Brian's vocals are really amazing in this song. Um, AJ just uh, amazing at the end of the song, and then with Kevin like doing the. The Siberia, you know, at the end, yeah. um, I thought, which I'm watching his beautiful work, but just sounded so lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought every, everybody had such a good part in that song, yeah. and I gave it a five, I thought. It just was amazing. One of my favorites in this album.
0: It's definitely, definitely one of the strongest songs on the album. Yeah, I agree. Um, last but not least, uh, Never Gone. Um, before we go, or before we switch over to that song, I just want to say about Siberia, it's at a 2.5 for me now, but it may move up. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to listen, because I, it was that song and My Beautiful Woman were probably the two songs I listened to the most while listening to this album. Uh Uh-huh. And... Those, yeah, those are the ones that I kept, like, replaying. Aww. Yeah, Siberia is a good one to replay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, you know, it's at a 2.5, but it, it has, it the Siberia mysterious rhyme part in the chorus, uh, I may get over it, you know. Hopefully okay. I do, because I really like this song a lot. Yeah.
1: I realized I didn't mention this in the safest place to hide part, but the reason why I think it was so emotional for me as well was when I was touching on the Memorial piece and then hearing the song was when I heard the lyrics to safest place to hide, it reminded me of my dad. Mm. And I think that's what also played into that emotional piece, but also because of the timing with the Memorial and everything, I was like, Oh my God, it's like, Kind of like it, everything kind of felt like it was in full circle in some weird way, so that was that was the connection with that. I, I forgot to add on to, but
0: yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, last but not least, track 12, Never Gone, also based off the title of the album.
0: Uh, <laughs> like I said, I wrote, I I reviewed these on Sunday, and it's now Tuesday, so I completely forgot what I wrote. But but I'm looking at my piece of paper. It says never gone, and underneath it, it just says no. (laughs) Just no. It doesn't have Um, a rating. I didn't even rate it. I didn't even rate it. I just wrote the the word no. these songs before doing my usual Wikipedia research obviously. Yeah.
1: So I feel like a real asshole because I said two and and then then I said, you know, never gone yes please. So I'm right there with you. But then because I was like eh, it's fine. Like eh. it's it's my least favorite song on the album. And then I felt like a real piece of shit because then when I did my Wikipedia search, it was like, it was the, this was the only, only song, uh, that was written by a Backstreet Boy member, which was Kevin and this song he wrote about his dad. So mm. then I felt like a real asshole. Now I can't move my two because the two's a two and I stand by it, but, um, it's two with a side of remorse and guilt. So that's my, that's my rating.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned that. Cause it makes, cause it kind of makes you think about like, well with like a piece of art, in this case, this song, what are the rules for how it affects us? You know? Or what is, what are the rules for how we like it? You know? Um, yeah. Cause it's like Do we get to like it just by itself or, you know, when there's another aspect to it, to the songwriting, to the meaning behind it, does it change it? And is that, is that fair? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I
1: I know. Like I now, like under, like, you know how we like, we're talking about some of these albums, like for example, right? Like, uh, we're talking about safest place to hide and I have an emotional connection to it. Right. And here's the story behind it. And it that's why the rating is so high, right? right. Would it still be as high if there was no emotional connection or nor, no story behind it? Probably, maybe not as high. So, I mean, I think that if the the art has an emotional connection to you, Then yeah, I think that does have something to do with
0: it. Oh sure, but in the in the sense of this for your your dilemma of like deciding how you rate it. Well, I mean, I don't. It was my least favorite, regardless, right? But then you felt bad after finding out that it was Kevin writing about right. I
1: love Kevin and it, he wrote it about his dad so I'm like oh I'm like why couldn't I have loved this song more sure um, because you know I just adore Kevin and this was the only song that they wrote that that was on this album so you know that was that was my dilemma but I'm like I feel like I can't just like something just because he wrote it um, if I didn't really like it. Yeah. So, the True.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: overall, um, what are your thoughts on the album?
0: Um... Overall, I think it got a pretty good rating, I think. Um, you know, there are only a couple of songs, and that's fine, because I can always skip through them. Yeah. Um, but, and then, like, to keep with my score, I would give it probably one through four. I probably would give it a four. Really? Well, time, so? no, you know what? Uh, we will say 3.5. Okay. But okay. It, I I mean for the most part, it is a good album and I liked it. Yeah. Um I was actually listening to it while I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> um, cuz okay. that's like one of those things when I'm when I have to listen to something as opposed to like just being able to listen to it like on a commute, which I don't do right now. Yeah. So there's nowhere to go, whatever. So While doing it at home, if I'm just listening to something but I don't have something else to do or whatever, I just kind of want to focus on it, I'll play the I'll play Tony Hawk Pro Skater because it's just a good way to just like be able to like focus on the music because the game is just whatever as far as like having to like um focus but yeah so yeah, I've been playing it while I've been going around the skateboard it's nice I do like um, it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I said I do like it. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed
1: it. Um, I did. You have any other thoughts on the overall album before I, I give my uh, review?
0: Well, um, what what album came before this one? Black and blue. Okay. Yeah, so this is like a much bigger shift, but kind of like a more, like it's a big shift as far as like, uh, you know, the instruments that they use and the tone for the album than yeah. the previous stuff. But with Black and Blue, it kind of like, if you listen to Black and Blue, you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Going from that album into this, like that just seems like a natural order of progression, you know. Yeah, this definitely was like their, um, you know, th- this was their album where they got past the fame, the success, the poppy hits, and a very mature sounding album. You know.
1: Yes, like it definitely to me, it solidified their sound on their terms. Like when 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 you think of like the Backstreet Boys' sound as as like the second half of their
0: career, like this is the sound. That I think of right. for sure. It's like, um, uh, yeah. it's like going from like Stevie Wonder's uh, "Living for the City" to like going to Stevie Wonder's "I Just Called to Say I Love You." You know, that's kind of like the the tonal shift and like the maturity of just like as far as the songwriting and sounds. You know.
1: Yeah. It's definitely, it's a great emotional album, it's very emotional, uh, it's, you know, uh, on the it does have a few, like, upbeat hits, but you're not really listening to the album for the upbeat hits, like, you want that emotion, it's a perfect breakup album, it's a very I screwed up in a big way, and I'm singing about it album, uh, for sure you know it had the use of the instruments it taps into like the emotional part of the Backstreet Boys which I very much appreciated you know I think it's a very good tone in that way um I think this it was very strong in the beginning for their song selection and to me I felt like this album transitioned them from boy band to men for sure um Listen to this whole album. I would have given it a five because I was like, "This is my favorite, favorite album of all time." It's Mm. one of my favorite, for sure. You know, but when I listened to the full album, um, it was definitely like Nick and AJ's album like vocally, like it was definitely them in the lead, but I was so disappointed with um, the lack of Howie and Kevin's presence in this album, uh, so much that I bumped it down to a four and a half. Hmm. So for my scale from one to five, I say four and a half um, for that reason that uh, I felt like there needed to be this, this album would have been great for there to be more Kevin and Howie in for sure because they have that vocal range to make it emotional um so I was disappointed they weren't in there as much if at all I didn't think there was any presence with with a few exceptions of Kevin in some of the songs I loved um but not nearly enough to where it really would have like made it stand out even more so uh but again I still loved it still great use of instruments still great deep uh, emotional depth um and I, I did love it, yeah. But that was my rating was four and
0: a half. I got a question. Yeah. So, so the last episode we did was the Howie episode. And we, yeah. um, we reviewed and rated uh, his most recent album from a year ago, Which One Am I, his kids' album, or his children's yeah. album. It sounds like I'm saying that it's Howie's kids, like his two sons, like their <laughs> album that's not it yeah. it's a children's <laughs> album done by Howie yep. um, not his son's album his sons didn't yep. make music <laughs> <laughs> um, but it made me think uh, with your uh, rating so you gave it a 4.5 because you didn't like the lack of Howie and Kevin already know that you like Kevin but when we did that review for Howie, you know I think you I think you got more of an appreciation for Howie and his vocals after listening to that uh, album right
1: Yeah, I think too like yes I, I did and also like um with in a world like this which we haven't reviewed yet the dna we have um in those two albums since kevin's return um uh, in the group um both howie and kevin have been more vocally present and just really appreciating the harmonies of all of them i think you know it, it definitely you know when i hear the lack thereof and you know in the in the original Backstreet Boy stuff, it wasn't like Kevin was super up in front and then Howie was somewhere in the middle. Uh, but, like, this one, it just really didn't have them at all, and I just was really disappointed by that because uh, I, I think there needs to be some room for them to have that, um, you know, just that I, I don't know if that's the reason why Kevin left. I know that, or I, I, at least it wasn't the full reason. You know, I sure. wonder if it was a big part of why, like, Kevin's, like, I'm not even in these songs, like, what am I doing here, you know, type of feeling, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, I definitely, uh, has given me more of an insight to Howie, and a little bit more appreciation, Mm -hmm. at least vocally, like, I definitely have more of that appreciation, for sure, and I think, like, the, the, honestly, like, everybody, with the exception of AJ, has had ups and downs, and how present they've been, or lack thereof, but truly, AJ's really the only one who's been consistently, uh, center, vocally, from beginning to end, like, you know, obviously, in the beginning, it was mostly Brian, now, as we go toward the end, it's declined significantly, Nick, not so much in the beginning, now, coming up more significantly, and then, like, you know, Kevin and, um, Howie, not as much Kind of up Kind of down Kind of up okay. So But really AJ's been Like staying strong So kudos to AJ on that Because yeah. hopefully he's been Consistent and amazing
0: Yeah Um <laughs> Uh You You mentioned the uh, album Being a breakup Album Yes Um I, Do you wonder if uh, Have you ever thought that maybe At the beginning of the this album, when this album was coming to fruition, uh, Kevin got, got all the Backstreet Boys together and said, Okay, Backstreet Bros, we're going to make a breakup album about me. You <laughs> knew uh, that happened? He had a mic and he
1: dropped it.
0: Yeah. Dj said uh, that. you, you he said, "Hey, I'm gonna make a. We're gonna make a breakup album, and it's gonna be about me leaving you guys." <laughs> That's why they were all so emotional. Yeah, <laughs> those are real emotions. Yeah, that could have been a cool. That could have been a pretty cool reality TV show. Oh my god. Kevin is. Been, Kevin is planning age, to. <laughs> Here's the here's the plot. Kevin is planning to leave the Backstreet Boys unless they create unless they create an album uh for him <laughs> <laughs> about how they want him back. And oh then at the, And then at the end of the season Kevin will decide whether or not he's going to stay with the band or leave.
1: And then at the end he's like, "I know I wrote never gone." But I'm gone, bitches. And he leaves. Oh, the irony of that is not lost on me. Kevin wrote Never Gone, and he left. Yeah. That's, talk about abandonment issues, by the way. Yeah. Like, those are some serious abandonment issues. Like, but dude, you wrote a song, Never Gone, and then you left right afterwards.
0: <laughs> not
1: cool, dude. You yeah. know what? Now that I said that, I'm
0: sticking to my two. You got yep. <laughs> you got my name tattooed on your butt. <laughs> and now you're leaving. The Backstreet Boys? I don't know which one that is talking to Kevin. Maybe AJ. Is that it's how Aaron AJ Carter. sounds like? Oh! thanks. thank you for reminding me. Aaron Carter's doing porn now. <laughs> Um all right, well I think this is a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um this review of Never Gone, yes. So what's what's next for us? Actually, uh, I wouldn't mind doing a review of the next album. Uh so Backstreet Boys minus Kevin. I wouldn't mind doing that.
1: Um, I think it's unbreakable. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe not. Maybe let's I not can't do. I shut up. I swear. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that one. That sounds really rough.
1: <laughs> no, actually, um, I okay, I very much like it. Uh, I like that album a lot. Um, but we did promise, uh, we did promise Melly that she would do an album review with us of one of the two albums that Kevin was not in. Mm. So. Yes. We could also do, okay, so it really all depends on when Pollyanna wants, I think she wants to do a review in October. interview is at the end of september by the way i know she's really gonna do this because she messaged me to say oh i just want to let you know my interview is going to be at the end of september so we can meet up at the beginning of october and like we text each other i'm not like like i did once i don't want to like brag about it but i'm bragging about it but i don't care but anyway uh Yeah, so I think this is, like, really going to happen, so we, like, need to pretend to be professionals or something,
0: or something. Do you think she's going to fly out here to Chicago?
1: My God, I wish. No, it'll probably be, like, a phone interview. I'm not saying that with disappointment, I'm saying, like, I mean, I would love to meet her. Yeah. But, you know, I think this is pretty good, too, so. Yeah. This is as close to a Bakshi boy as we're going to get.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's Howie's sister, so really, like, you must be all sorts of excited.
0: Oh, yeah, this is crazy.
1: Yeah, because it definitely won't be Brian's wife. Yeah. Or son. Um, coming on here. Something there's sad. Um,. But Pollyanna, yes, very excited about. So I don't – so we could do Unbreakable or we could do um, the comic book. Oh, sure. That would be fun. Yeah. Also, um, and I I know we're past the time we said we were going to finish, but also my daughter and I have been watching – this is what made me think of it. We're watching Marvel movies in chronological order, not from the release date, but from like the uh, story origin di- uh, year. Oh sure. So, so that made me think of the comic books because of Stan Lee. So.
0: Um, so which one's the first one then? Would it be like the Captain America?
1: Yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger, is is where we started. Then it's Captain Marvel, and then I think it's Iron
0: Man after that whoa but, captain marvel comes out right after uh captain america
1: yeah because uh, so captain so captain
0: america is
1: 1942 and then captain marvel is 1995
0: so there's a huge jump oh right. captain marvel's the next one yeah and then is it like thor or iron man Oh, I think it's Iron Man. I have the list right here, actually, because we were just oh, talking. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I'll huh? look it up. You don't have to tell me. I'll look it up. Yeah. So, no, no. It's, well, I won't read all of them, but it's, it's Captain America,
1: Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Avengers. Yeah. Cool. There's 24 movies on here. Yeah. So we're trying to do one a day. So I highly recommend it. Yes
0: um but so so you and your daughter are watching the um Marvel Avenger movies in the order of timeline order yeah exactly and so then what made made you think of the the yeah
1: Stan Lee, and Stan Lee uh, worked with Nick Carter on the Backstreet
0: Boys comic book. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: what I thought
0: of. Yeah, it's too bad they don't have a cameo in those Avenger movies.
1: Oh, I know. That was
0: awesome. They could have at least been in the last one. I mean, really? When everybody's in it, so. you know?
1: It would have been very appropriate. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes dreams don't always happen, but that's okay. Yeah. I guess. Well, all right. Well, I think this is a great ending to another great episode. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm Jacob. And check out all of our many, many other uh, podcast episodes. We are on Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, thank you all for listening and following. And uh, check us out for our next episode.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye. 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 Aaron Carter's doing porn. Yes. Like Machine Gun Kelly parody porn or something. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Like, like he has gone on a website and has, um, like, for fifty dollars, I like you could pay to see his dick, basically.
0: Oh, oh, he's on one of those OnlyFans. <laughs> I guess so. I I like. I saw
1: this on Twitter about a review and how horrible it was because he could not rise to the occasion and then was really just playing with himself. Ooh. Like, I'm like, that can't be porn. I don't know how, like, that stuff works. And I'm not asking, but also I'm like, I, I'm so, like, that's really sad.
0: Yeah. We could be good porn, right? Wow. So, that is... Uh, let's not talk about Aaron anymore <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.